Welcome to the Conversations with Women of Color podcast with your hosts Danusha and Megan. Hi Meg. Hey girl, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Lockdown continues. So level one of lockdown. It's been quite interesting. So um, although we can now obviously go out and things mm. with restrictions and while wearing masks and sanitizing, I still feel so afraid. Like going to a restaurant it's just not the same anymore like I'm trying to dodge the crowds I'm still very scared of going out so I've I've, I've been indoors quite a bit trying to go for walks and things I'm, I'm still so scared how's things on your side yeah I think going on a walk is scary because of the safety um, as a woman in South Africa it's scary to walk alone like at any point for me even in the day or night so I don't feel like that's going to change anytime soon um, for restaurants I mean we've been out like a couple of times it's been quiet mostly um, but yeah we're also avoiding it as much as possible and then yeah just seeing friends and family here and there it's um, it's nice, but it's also like, you know, with the mask and social distancing and, you know, using all the protocols. So it feels a little bit normal, but not there yet. Um, but I guess, you know, it's a bit easier when you're allowed to see people at least um, while maintaining the rules, you know. This is basically our new normal now. And I think it's going to take a while to adjust. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's been quite interesting. Like, I couldn't wait for level one. (laughs) The whole time I was like waiting, when is um, President Ramaphosa going to announce that like we're moving on to, you know, level one and some of the rules will be relaxed. But it's amazing now that we have the the freedom to go out. I'm still so scared. Like, the virus is still alive it's still out there it hasn't gone away so yeah we're just trying to um, practice as much precaution as we possibly can absolutely because we know the second wave is coming so we need to pretend like it's level one but still almost level three kind of rules (laughs) today we're just going to be speaking about self-care versus self-love and we're just going to be sharing a few tips on how to take care of yourself how to practice these uh, very important uh, rituals every single day yes we've seen quite a few brands doing different self-care and self-love campaigns and some of it I don't really agree on but I'd love to chat about it with you and see what your thoughts are on them and um, how we can move forward and actually share a light on these uh, topics which I feel is very necessary and important right now yeah, we've we've definitely seen a few um, campaigns and it is a bit concerning and I think it's important to discuss these topics, define what it really means to practice self-care and self-love. Absolutely. So on that note, Tanusha, how would you define self-care? Self-care to me is all about growing and managing stress levels and doing activities daily that help us do this. So it is a term that kind of encompasses all the different realms of self-care. So you would have your emotional, your psychological, spiritual, physical, um, and mental um, self-care. So all together, we need to manage all the aspects of our lives so that we are well and that we're not 
living highly stressed lives um we manage our stress better and take care of ourselves in a holistic sense so yeah that's what it means to me yeah i i agree with you i definitely think that it's a combination of physical emotional and um spiritual practices that you do every single day um i don't think that self care can be tied down to a product i think that it's about taking care of yourself putting yourself first prioritizing yourself and then once you are a whole person and you are healthy then you can give to others you know so it's it's kind of like split in two ways it's about looking after yourself and prioritizing yourself first and then giving of yourself um to others so it's almost like that concept where you know you need to fill up your own glass or fill up yourself first yes. before you can um give to others i fully agree with you you cannot pour from an empty cup that is one of my favorite um sayings and it's something that i keep reminding myself of as well so megan what do you think of self love how would you define it So I think that self love and um self care is really intertwined but we'll get we'll get to that at a later stage but I definitely think that self love is a product of self care and it's about um the way in which you experience yourself so much like self care there's also that spiritual that physical and that emotional well being to it but unlike self care it's about how you experience yourself it's about um how you show up in the world your confidence you know how you put boundaries in place or how you learn to say no it's about um loving yourself unconditionally so there's absolutely no conditions to self love how you view yourself but then also your body so it's it's kind of like you know that um body confidence that you can display self love is is definitely about getting to know who you are being fascinated with with who you are and also knowing you know what you want out of love there's so many facets of self love i mean i can speak about this for days but it's it's ultimately understanding who you are and understanding the person um you are meant to become that's amazing i um agree with some of what you said but Similarly there is no condition to self care as well if you don't love yourself you wouldn't take care of yourself so to me self love is definitely a product of self care and what you've mentioned in terms of boundaries um loving yourself um saying no when you need to that's all um different parts of self care as well and i don't think that there's any difference in my opinion obviously we all have our own opinions um in my opinion i don't think there's a difference i think self care is almost like i said an it's an umbrella term it's encompasses many different mm. aspects of your life and self love is one of the aspects of self care and how you put it beautifully is yes, discovering yourself knowing yourself being in love with yourself um which is really really important mm-hmm. with self care as well it's very personal each thing will work differently for somebody else your self care may not be my self care you might love coffee i might hate coffee which is not the case with the both of us obviously but as an example <laughs> yeah. right your self care moment could be drinking a coffee in the balcony 
in silence and i hate coffee so then what would that mean so it is personal but i think they are so intertwined because if you don't love yourself you won't take care of yourself that's why it's so fundamental that to is, self-love yeah I, i definitely agree with you there it's, it's like such important concepts of understanding yourself and understanding how you um, show up in the world and I mean it's like you said these concepts are, are definitely intertwined you cannot practice self-love without self-care it's virtually impossible absolutely so I want to know how do you take care of yourself because so many times I have conversations especially with women and one of the common themes is I don't have enough time I don't even have five minutes in the day to practice self-care. I have kids or I have a busy job or uh, my schedule is so hectic. I'm just not finding time. Um, I think it's really important that we make the time. There's always going to be something that needs to be done. There's always going to be uh, laundry, dishes, looking after your kids, um, cooking, whatever needs to be done in the household um, for your kids or your spouse. So I can't speak for mothers, but I can say that if you steal five minutes from doing the dishes or whatever else you are going to do, it's going to make a huge difference to your life. So maybe it's when your kids are at school, maybe it's when um, your kids are in the bath, maybe it's just at a moment that you're a little bit free because five minutes can change your entire day, can change your entire outlook. Um, for that day and maybe just it wouldn't help the week um, so for me I would just take five minutes in, my, in the morning and just do a meditation sometimes it will be journaling I just decide on the day how I feel but that time is blocked out I block out those even if it's five minutes I block them out in my calendar it's like nope this five minutes is mine um, during my lunch I'd go outside eat lunch outside be in the sun Um, after work, I'll go for a walk um, or I'll do a workout and exercise. It depends on what your self-care technique is, but you have to allocate that time to your day and you schedule it as your self-care time, whatever that is for you. Um, you could like just um, painting or drawing or um, catching up with a friend um, or just maybe you're picking up a new skill. Maybe you're watching YouTube or taking a course. Um, well, that you would have to study for, of course, right? But say it's an extracurricular course. Maybe you really want to improve um, some baking skills, for example. That could be your self-care. It, it really is so personal, but the time is not there available. We're all busy. Um, we're all leading very hectic lives. And this is when we need self-care the most. When we don't have the time for it, that's how we know We absolutely need it the most right now. So my advice would be to block that time out in your day. I think that it's so important to implement little time slots during the course of the day. So sometimes if you tell someone something like, oh, you know, you need to put aside an hour or 30 minutes for yourself, that can be really overwhelming. I think, you know, I, I've spoken to you about this before. Like, let's say I didn't sleep well because sometimes I struggle to sleep. In the morning, I'll have to get up and I'll have to meditate just to help me focus and just set the tone for the day. Otherwise, I'm, I'm like a little bit grumpy and a little bit edgy because obviously now I'm tired and I didn't rest well. Whereas other days when I've 
like slept for most of the night. I can get up and listen to music, put on a belly dancing belt and, and just dance because that also helps me. It's also a form of self-love and self-care. So it's, it is about like how you feel on the day, how you feel when you wake up. And there isn't a set routine. Like everyone can't follow the same routine. It, it's not going to work. Self-love or practicing self-care there isn't like a one-size-fits-all type of philosophy. You have to find what works for you. You have to implement this according to um, the lifestyle or the lifestyle that you have. And um, yeah, just find a way to implement these daily practices because it really does make a difference in your emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being. Absolutely, I love that. Danusha, how do you feel about the following statement? Self-care is not selfish, self-indulgent, expensive, luxurious, a trend, the same for everyone, a sign of weakness, or something to feel guilty about. I definitely agree with all of that. Um, Self-care is not expensive. It's not selfish. It's not indulgent. um, It's not a sign of weakness. Absolutely not. It is not a trend. It's something that we need to do to look after ourselves. It's it's basically taking care of yourself. And why would you not want to take care of yourself? Um, So it's definitely none of those things. I think when we were raised, a lot of us as women of color, the women of color in our lives gave their all to us as their kids. They did everything for the kids, for the husband, for the entire family, and even other families as well. Um, They literally gave themselves up. um, And they never really, in my experience, from what I've seen, is that they didn't take care of themselves. They didn't take a few minutes for themselves a day. They didn't do anything Um, to look after themselves because they would just keep giving and giving and giving to others and I think that's what pushed me to look after myself is because I saw this and I witnessed this and I always thought why why do you not just take some time for yourself why don't you book a holiday for you why don't you book a spa day and I know self-care is not just these things but in terms of them and where they were these are the things they needed their bodies were sore their bodies were tired um, they, they're mentally drained. So, you know, when I saw that, I, I just pushed myself to realize, like, look, this is not how I want to be, and I want to be different, and I want to take care of myself as well. So it's not because I don't... Um, it's not because I don't want to give others. I want to give unto others. <laughs> but I cannot give unto others if I myself am not whole. So I feel like it's so important to fill your own cup first. Um, I think the thing that they're always related to is like when you're flying in an aeroplane and they always say to you, don't put on the mask for the next person. Make sure you have your own mask on first. It's a really good analogy for self-care. It's that you can't help somebody else if you can't help yourself. And I think it's it's quite interesting that you um, mentioned uh, women of color don't practice self-care I mean we can see it especially with the older generation but don't you also think it's learned behavior because they saw their parents or the grandparents doing that there's almost like a sense of there's almost like a sense of guilt Mm -hmm. attached to relaxing I've seen it with, with with my mom as well she's 
constantly busy. She has to do something. Mm-hmm. You can't keep going. You have to stop, mm-hmm. reflect, and and make time for yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I don't understand the guilt, but I think it is learned behavior. However, now we are learning that we need to practice self care things on the daily, and this will help us. In the long run and in the short term, because if you're on the go all the time and you're always switched on, you most likely will get sick. Your body will force you to slow down and you might even burn out. And burnout is real. Burnout is really scary and it's not somewhere that we need to be. So there's really so many consequences to not taking care of ourselves on the daily. Um, there's stress, there's burnout. Is just feeling ill. You could just get sick of the flu because you're constantly going, and this is something we need to be aware of, and that's why we need to practice self care. I really hope that more women implement self care rituals into their day, even if it's just five minutes mm-hmm. per day. It really makes a difference. Every single person out there is worthy of whether it's five minutes, or if you're very lucky and you can put aside. Two or three hours a day to practice different forms of self care, but you really you are worth it. Absolutely, a hundred percent agree. And touching on that topic, we were speaking about self love earlier. How do you feel, Megan, about this statement? Body positivity and self love promotes obesity and laziness. How do you feel about that, Megan? Oh my goodness, that. That makes me feel a little bit triggered because many times people think that anyone who is obese or anyone who occupies a larger body, that person is lazy. Most people don't actually understand the history or what got that person to um, that particular point. Perhaps they have a a life-changing event or maybe they are on medication, or maybe they're just unable to, you know, exercise. It's really not up to us to judge or or just to police anyone's body. Body positivity uh, definitely does not promote laziness. As I mentioned before, people occupy different body types, body different body shapes, different body sizes, and many times we don't know what cause or trigger that person to get where they are today. Um, Firstly, I don't believe in any sort of fat shaming or any sort of um, body policing because when I occupied a larger body, it was kind of like done to me and it used to make me feel very uncomfortable and very uneasy. People have the wrong perception of body positivity. It doesn't promote laziness or of any sort. I think that that is a misconception about the industry. If you look at the body positivity movement or or just the history of it, it was actually created for queer marginalized bodies um, that was not represented in the media. So that is why, that is one of the reasons why um, the body positive movement started. Um, So that, you know, we start normalizing things like stretch marks, black bodies, queer bodies. It was meant to, you know, to showcase that body in a positive way. And it was also meant to show different flaws of your body that doesn't make anyone feel like they're excluded or they need to kind of like um, aspire to one body type. Um, So no, body positivity definitely does not promote laziness. In fact, the movement encourages people to find 
a form of exercise um, that suits your body type and that suits your lifestyle. Much like we spoke about self-care previously, we were saying that there isn't one self-care routine that fits everyone. It's the same with um, body positivity and putting movement in your body. Like there isn't one sort of exercise or one sort of sport that's going to work for everyone. You got to find what you like. If you love dancing for an hour and that's your form of movement or exercise, then do that because, you know, it's something you enjoy. And if you enjoy it, you're probably more prone to um, to get up and do it every single day because it's something that you love doing. I think we also need to move away from this mentality that body positivity promotes obesity or it encourages people to overeat. Like it's got absolutely nothing to do with that and everything to do with making sure that all bodies are represented equally and that there's no shaming attached to any body type. Mm, that's very wonderfully put. It did start for black and queer and transgender women, the movement, right? Yes. So it actually started, I think it was in 1969. Was... I can't remember if it was 1968 or... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, it was started by a psychologist and a psychiatrist one of the main reasons why they also started it I mean apart from representing black queer bodies one of the um, psychiatrists I think it was a sister she suffered from um, anorexia and she had different disorders uh, eating disorders another reason why they actually started the movement as well to bring about um, awareness of um, you know different eating disorders and they also wanted to you know speak about how um, showing these thin bodies or showing only thin bodies in the media is so problematic and toxic because um, everyone is aspiring to that and if you don't have that body type if it's not your natural body type you're obviously gonna have to diet and do some extreme things to to get that body type i'm glad it started it's so needed we've come far but still feels like we have still a long way to go in terms of presentation and all of that self-care is the practice of taking an active role in protecting one's own well-being and happiness in particular during periods of stress, as taken from Google. This is what self-care really means. It's not all about self-salt baths and chocolate cake. These days, self-care and self-love have become trendy and brands are jumping on the bandwagon to promote their products through these terms. The consumer side of self-care and self-love has convinced many individuals that self-care equals regular spa days, wine in the bathtub, expensive vacations, retail therapy, as well as anything else of the treat-yourself variety. While these self-maintenance treatments are great, genuine self-care encompasses more than that. So Dee, I want to know, how do you feel about brands using self-care and self-love to promote their products? I have a lot to say about this, so please get your coffee, your tea, or whatever you're drinking ready. Um, so I've seen quite a few brands hop onto this bandwagon of using self-care and self-love in their campaigns. Um, I actually tweeted about it. I saw a brand using self-care sale, and I was like, what? 
these were beauty products these were just lipsticks and a few other beauty items so i was like what are you telling me if i buy these lipsticks i'm going to be practicing self-care look i love a good lipstick and i love a good sale but me buying that lipstick doesn't amount to self-care not you know in the slightest bit if you're doing other aspects of self-care if you're doing meditation journaling and other kinds of things to help you manage your stress yeah sure buying a lipstick is all fine and great but just throwing self-care into that mix it really didn't sit well with me i really don't think that that's practicing self-care So when it comes to treat yourself and self-care, there is this common misconception that they are the same thing. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be treating yourself. Of course, you should be treating yourself. But we have to keep balance between treating ourselves and um, working or being productive. So I think this misconception comes in because self-care is is spa baths or self-care is um, wine, like you said in the tab or spa days and very luxurious treatments and not everybody has this accessibility you know everyone can afford it um these lipsticks alone were also quite expensive so we have to realize that also we have to live within our means then we have to do things that um promote our well-being and help but not with breaking the bank i'm not going to put a spa day on my um credit card Uh, unless you know i regularly just book on my credit card and i pay off my credit card and i have no issues but i'm not going to break the bank to go to a spa when i know it's not within my budget and that i i can't afford it so we need to also be mindful of the kind of mentality that we throw out there in terms of self-care because not everyone can access the things we can and these things um that are expensive is not the only ways to practice self-care It is one of the ways, but treating yourself is very different to practicing self-care. I always say it's important to have me time and it's important to spoil yourself, but we also need to keep a balance of um, how much we spend on ourselves. It, it, it comes to a spending thing. And, and I think that we also don't mention that financial health is part of self-care as well. And um, it's important that we are aware of this. So coming back to it, I think self-care is many different things, but it doesn't have to cost money and it doesn't necessarily mean you need to um, be wealthy to practice it. For me, the best exercise you can practice is deep breathing and deep breathing is amazing where you're just breathing for four seconds, hold it for four seconds and release for four seconds Um, it really helps calm you. And then meditation is absolutely free. Journaling is, well, you need a pen and a book, you know, but really it doesn't really cost much compared to these other things that people do promote. So I don't agree with brands just throwing in self-love and self-care into campaigns that don't have any intention behind it, that don't show you how to do the inner work, that don't talk about doing the inner work. Um, so it really just riles me up and it makes me quite upset. But I think that um, we need to focus on what the main aspects of self-care is and that's doing the inner work. There ultimately needs to be a balance between rest and um, work. So creating a balance is a bit of a struggle, but that's how we maintain our, our stress levels and that's how we take care of ourselves so we can't be treating ourselves 24-7 and we can't be working 24-7 either there has to be a balance and I think that's the most important um, part or aspect towards 
um, leading a, a good healthy life. So are you eating well, um, healthy nutritious meals? Are you exercising? Like you've mentioned, um, are you drinking enough water? You know, are you having some me time, maybe some silent sitting? Um, all these things that we can do on a daily basis that relatively doesn't cost as much as a, a spa day. So if you have a highly stressful position, for instance, and you um, love spas and going to spas is your absolute favorite way to practice um, self-care and self-love, that's perfectly fine. But on the daily as well, you need to be, you know, doing the the recommended things like, you know, drinking enough water and eating well and all of that stuff and moving your body. Um, so it's also maintaining the daily things um, in terms of self-care. So when brands say, like, buy this lipsticks for self-care or buy this jeans for self-love, um, love your body and, and promote self-love by buying this new dress. No, absolutely not. It's not just a word that we can throw in there. It has deeping like deeper ma- uh, meaning and and value um so treating yourself is just not going to be enough to manage your stress that's the end of it like that's just consumerism and we're feeding into consumerism i think that is really powerful and um i think what i took from it is that self care is making choices for your mm-hmm. long term wellness it's not a a product that you can buy right now to treat yourself and, and fix your anxiety. You should be implementing practices and rituals into you know your daily life to manage your stress levels or manage your anxiety. It's got nothing to do with with a product. And while I realize that this sounds like you need to do a lot and very complicated because there's so many different realms, it ultimately is just you finding what works for you because maybe you don't need self-care every single day. I do. But maybe you're, you're a little bit more balanced. Maybe you're naturally calm. Maybe you don't lead a highly stressful life, which is perfectly fine. Um, but you still need to do the things that maintain that. Um, whatever that is for you, you need to find the balance that works so that you feel well and you're not highly stressed and you're not switched on 24-7, you know, you're sleeping as well. Everything is working out for you. I also saw um, a campaign recently and I'll, I'll just read the caption to you. I obviously mm-hmm. won't mention the brand. Just to give you guys some insight, this was a brand repris- or just um, trying to market the new shapewear. I think they were also uh, promoting um, bras that went up to like a size G cup. So I'll, I'll speak about it in a bit, but I just want to read the caption um, to the Instagram post. So it reads, your journey of self-love starts here and now. Get two packs bras and shapewear in store from t-shirt and non-padded bras to shapewear bodysuits and stem-free crop tops. Find your perfect fit now in sizes up to G-cup. These posts that really, really triggers me for many reasons. The first is this is a brand that did so many body positive campaigns. They spoke about self-love, they spoke about um, body positivity in the past they've um, collaborated with some of the biggest influencers so I could not understand how they they could put out a like a statement like this because I always say that with great power comes mm-hmm. great responsibility if you are such a big brand people will read this and they will genuinely think 
that self-love has to do with bras and, and shapewear. Self-love is not about finding a bra and it's certainly not about shapewear. I just think that, you know, brands have to be so careful in terms of what they put out there. You know, they are social media strategists. They are influencers in the space that they can collaborate with to make sure the messaging is correct because someone will see this and they will genuinely think that self-love starts with finding the perfect bra. And that is got that has got absolutely nothing to do with self-love. As we mentioned before, we, we basically spoke about, you know, the definition of self-love and, and it's definitely not about, you know, finding um, shapewear as well. I just think that it's so dangerous to, to put these statements out there and it really upsets me. It What's really the thing upset that upsets me. you the most about that post and about that campaign? Firstly, if you look at the, the shapewear or, or the image, I don't have the image in front of me right now. But it was such a cool image because it wasn't retouched. The woman had stretch marks on her chest area and just below her hip area. And they basically showed that, mm-hmm. which I thought was absolutely amazing. Um, so they were obviously promoting body positivity and self-love. But again, they're associating self-love and body positivity with bras and shapewear. And that's not mm-hmm. body positivity. Because if you are body positive and you love yourself, you can show up in the world confidently loving the current body that you're in. You don't feel that there is a need to, you know, change your body. And I also get so annoyed at things like um, mm-hmm. shapewear and these body suits and stuff because it also, it's so dangerous because it promotes a, mm. a certain body a certain body type. So if there are trends across all industries and even with, with body types, like right now, it's everyone wants a small waist mm-hmm. and like large hips and like the top part of your legs must be a little bit thicker. <laughs> the bottom part must be super thin. Your arms must be thin. Your boobs must be big. The, the shapewear or the, um, the body suits, they basically like pull in certain parts mm-hmm. or they enhance other parts. So you shouldn't be promoting um, body trends. And if your brand is really about you know, self-love and, and accepting yourself mm-hmm. who you are, there's no need to, to get a product that's going to change Absolutely. your body type. Has anyone actually worn shapewear <laughs> the whole day? It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> you can't even breathe. How on earth is that yeah. self-love? Like, you can't breathe. Like, I went to buy shapewear just to wear it for the day so that I can, when I write about these things or when I speak about it, I can mm. speak of experience. Like, it literally felt like... <laughs> my stomach was being oh pulled God. up to my boobs like seriously I you could I couldn't sit I was just so conscious and it just felt like I couldn't breathe and I, I honestly cannot understand how how as a like a body positive and um, a brand that promotes self-care how are you promoting these products when people can't even breathe in? I don't think I've actually tried shapewear but my jeans are so tight right now <laughs> and it's making me so uncomfortable anyway. So I can only imagine how frustrating that may be. The desired body type that you mentioned as well, that's that, you know, Kim Kardashian body type. That's the Instagram body type that like, you know, everybody wants and it's being pushed out um, by brands. But yeah, we have the strategists and there is influencers and there are, there are people that are very well aware of the... Um, marketing and branding aspects of body positivity and you know 
what is accepted and, and what is true body positivity that could really assist these brands. But yeah, they're just popping in self-care and self-love into every single campaign. And it's almost as if it's a trend now in South Africa, which is about three years later because it was trendy in the States or in the States in like 2017. Yeah, it's almost just like brands are throwing in self-care and self-love into everything. Um, and it just doesn't make sense in my mind. Um, but that, that campaign is just quite offensive because it's the opposite of what the body positive movement is trying to achieve. So how do they think that was okay? And I uh, actually I haven't seen anyone speak about this. And it's quite a big brand. And it's just quite um, scary for me as well. Because like you said, somebody could see this and really think that this is self-love. Yeah, I don't think it's okay. And also just coming back to the bra um, that you mentioned, I know you mentioned to me that most women are wearing the wrong bra size. I think it was an event that you went to. Um, but yeah, let's just chat about that for a second. I was at a, um, surprisingly, I was actually at a self-love event. They had a combination of influences. They had um, different activities at the event. And it was very shocking to hear the stats. I can't remember, but it was so low. I think it was like under 20% or something. But yeah, I think like 15% of women, we only 15% of women wear the um, correct bra size. So I was under the impression all these years that I'm like a, I think I thought I was a 36C, went for a fitting. I think it, yeah, I went for a fitting with one of the consultants. And it actually turned out that I was not a C cup. I was not, not at 36. Um, and they obviously also gave you the opportunity to put on bras and show you like what it's like when you have um, proper support. These things add to your confidence, um, mm -hmm. but they don't make you confident. I think that when we speak about confidence, the first thing you need to work on is your, your internal state, your internal dialogue and how you show up in the world. And mm -hmm. for that, you, you cannot buy a product. And then after we've established or worked through that first element, which is the most important, then we can speak about other elements of body confidence, which is, you know, making sure you wear the correct bra size, uh, making sure that you, for instance, you go for a, a fitting, but that is not body confidence. I do think it's important that mm. um, anyone who wears a bra, that they go for a proper fitting so that you can see you know the way the bra fit your um your boobs and um the clothing also fits a little bit better it's a, it's quite sad actually because i love underwear um i've always loved buying different forms of lingerie and underwear and things and now 80 oh, percent no. of my bras are the wrong <laughs> no. size like i can't throw them away so i've obviously started mm -hmm fine bras in the right size some of these bras are really expensive and I can't just like throw it all yeah I can't just throw it away any woman out there listening wants to go for a fitting I would highly recommend if you pop into Acres or Woolworths or one of the stores just ask the consultant yeah. because I did it after yes. you mentioned it and turns out yeah. I was also wearing the right size well kind of was I was in between the size yeah they were like oh Really? You could be a C, but you could be oh, okay. and I was like, oh gosh, why? <laughs> but I'm just like I imagine I just like, <laughs> estimating what I think um would work. It just depends on the you know the type of shape the bra 
um but yeah it's not important and also speaking about that mm. also remember yeah. to do your self examination on your breasts every day um it is breast awareness breast cancer awareness yes. month so very yeah. very important to do that but i love how you mentioned that mm. you know buying the bra or buying the lingerie whatever is not going to make you love yourself doing the inner work will help you do that are peripheral and that will come later on wonderfully put wearing the right underwear or like wearing clothes also like i mentioned it just adds to your level of confidence but the work should mm-hmm. start yes like i like to think that if you're a confident person even if you don't like your outfit or you don't like what you're wearing or it doesn't like look that flattering on you you still walk into the room 100% full self and confidence because that's the person you are um so that's that's why mm. i say like everything is external but internal work needs to be done and there's also mm. there's also a certain energy that comes with it mm-hmm. so you can just see it if someone walks into the room they don't necessarily need to have mm-hmm. a um, big personality or anything um, whether they are an introvert ambivert or extrovert you can just see it um that just radiates mm-hmm. from within so I think yeah that do a chat about self confidence <laughs> in another I think that's such a big yeah. uh, conversation but very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for the yeah. chat me good one. I always love chatting to you and I learn a lot every time we speak. Thanks to I really enjoyed the conversation. It was lots of fun and I definitely um learned a lot more about yes, self care. Yes, also a few things about body positivity as well. Look forward to the next one. We'll see. Bye. Bye guys. Thank you for joining Conversations with Women of Color. Check out our social media channels. Search for Admis underscore Danusha and The Authentic Girl across all platforms. And if you enjoyed the conversation, share it with your friends and we'll see you in the next one.